听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read， 我是沈听。让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。在今天的节目中，我们将会听到爱尔兰剧作家肖伯纳的一句话，爱尔兰诗人威廉·巴特勒叶芝的一首诗歌，以及由美国著名作家拉尔夫·沃尔多·艾默生所写的一篇文章。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。We are made wise not by the recollection of our past, but by the responsibility for our future. George Bernard Shaw. We are so intelligent, not because we remember the past, but b e c a u 1950年去世，是爱尔兰和英国的剧作家。1925年，因其作品具有理想主义和人道主义而获得诺贝尔文学奖。他是杰出的现实主义戏剧作家，是世界著名的擅长幽默与讽刺的语言大师。同时，肖伯纳还是积极的社会活动家和废边社会主义的宣传者。他支持妇女的权利，呼吁选举制度的根本变革，倡导收入平等。主张废除私有财产。We are made wise not by the recollection of our past, but by the responsibility for our future. George Bernard Shaw. 我们之所以明智，不是因为我们对过去的回忆，而是因为我们对未来的责任。肖伯纳。More to read。闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day。Under Ben Balban。By William Butler Yeats. Under bare Ben Balban's head, in Drumcliff Churchyard, Yeats is laid. An ancestor was rector there. Long years ago, a church stands near. By the road, an ancient cross. No marble, no conventional phrase. On limestone quarried near the spot, by his command, these words are cut. Cast a cold eye on life, on death. Horsemen pass by. In Bulwer Road, 
，威廉·巴特勒·叶芝。在本布尔山下面，叶芝在古崖安眠。许多年以前，他的祖先曾经是牧师。教堂在近边，路旁还有古老十字架。不要大理石，不用俗套话。在从当地采来的石碑上方，他要求把这几个字刻上：“冷眼看待生与死，骑士们，前进。”我们刚才听到的这首诗歌《Under Ben Bowen》，在本布尔山下，出自爱尔兰著名诗人威廉·巴特勒·叶芝。英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读，中文版本由南海之声的主持人米亚牛为您朗诵，由袁可嘉翻译。在本布尔山下是爱尔兰诗人、剧作家、著名的神秘主义者威廉·巴特勒·叶芝创作的一首长篇诗歌，共分六章。而我们今天读到的是这首诗歌的最后一章。叶芝是爱尔兰文艺复兴运动的领袖，也是 Abbey Theatre 艾比剧院的创建者之一，被诗人艾略特誉为当代最伟大的诗人。其墓志铭引用了本诗最后一句 ：“Cast a cold eye on life, on death, horsemen pass by。”诗人柔美的躯壳之中蕴含着勇士的不懈和坚韧。传唱世间，而我们刚才听到的中文译本出自袁可嘉，他是浙江慈溪人，九叶派的代表诗人，著名翻译家和评论家，其诗意被誉为融翻译家、诗人和评论家三者神韵为一体的神奇结合。在中国新诗和西方现代派文学交融借鉴的过程中，他是介绍最早、成果最多、影响最大的中国学者之一。而我们接下来要听到的另一个中文译本呢，则出自程小琴，他是中国对外经贸大学的教授， 1 9 8 0年毕业于英国爱丁堡大学的英文系，先后在联合国教科文组织、联合国驻日内瓦办事处担任翻译。他对叶芝诗歌的翻译融会中西，意蕴悠扬，在保留寄寓诗歌的丰沛情感之余，不失韵律，读来令人陶醉。好，下面呢，就让我们再来听一下这首诗歌的中英文版本。Under Ben Bulban, by William Butler Yeats. Under bare Ben Bulban's head, in Drumcliff Churchyard, Yeats is laid. An ancestor was rector there. Long years ago, a church stands near. By the road, an ancient cross. No marble, no conventional phrase. On limestone quarried near the spot, by his command, these words are cut. Cast a cold eye on life, on death. Horsemen pass by. 
在本布尔山下，威廉·巴特勒夜之。灼灼布山下，夜之归葬几崖。教堂坐落附近，道旁立古十字架。昔日先祖在此教墓，无大理石碑，亦无套画，就近。采一方石灰岩，尊诗人遗嘱镌刻：“冷眼观生死，其事策马行。”今天，让我们一起来读一篇由美国著名作家拉尔夫·沃尔多·艾默生所写的文章，《Beauty》论美。拉尔夫·沃尔多·艾默生于1803年出生于美国波士顿，是美国著名的思想家、文学家和诗人。艾默生是确立美国文化精神的代表人物。美国前总统林肯称他为“美国的孔子，美国文明之父”。1836年，他出版了处女作。论自然，其文学上的贡献主要在散文和诗歌上。一八八二年四月二十七日，拉尔夫·沃尔多·艾默生在波士顿去世。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下由艾默生所写的《Beauty》这篇文章的节选片段。英文版本由我的同事崔星玉为您朗读，中文版本由夏季安翻译。Beauty, Ralph Waldo Emerson。论美。拉尔夫·沃尔多·艾默生。There is still another aspect under which the beauty of the world may be viewed, namely, as it becomes an object of the intellect. Beside the relation of things to virtue, they have a relation to thought. The intellect searches out the absolute order of things as they stand in the mind of God and without the colors of affection. 自然界之美还可以从另外一个角度来看。那就是可以用理智来研究自然界。万物同道德固然有关系，但是同思想也是结了不解缘的。万物在上帝的心灵中自有其固定的秩序。人可以抛弃了情感上的好恶，直接用理智来探讨。The intellectual and the active powers seem to succeed each other. And the exclusive activity of the one generates the exclusive activity of the other. There is something unfriendly in each to the other, but they are like the alternate periods of feeding and working in animals. Each prepares and will be followed by the other. 人的思考能力和活动能力似乎是互相交替的。纯然的思考产生纯然的活动，纯然的活动也产生纯然的思考。两者微有抵触之处，但是他们同动物的进食和工作两段时间互相交替一样，后者接续前者，前者也为后者的准备。Therefore, does beauty, which in relation to actions, as we have seen, comes unsought, and comes because it is unsought, remain for the apprehension and pursuit of the intellect, and then again in its turn of the active power. 我们前面已经讨论过，美同行动的关系是不求而自生
，围棋因为不求而自生，行动过后，美仍保留，作为理智方面思考和研究的对象。思考和研究过后，美仍旧可以激发行动。Nothing divine dies; all good is eternally reproductive. The beauty of nature reforms itself in the mind, and not for barren contemplation, but for new creation. 凡是神圣的东西绝不死亡，善一定是生生不息的。自然界的美在人心中转化为思想，但是思想不是突然的冥想，思想必有结果，思想是新的创造的准备。All men are in some degree impressed by the face of the world, some men even to delight. This love of beauty is taste. Others have the same love in such excess that, not content with admiring, they seek to embody it in new forms. The creation of beauty is art. 自然界的美，人类多少都是能感受的。有些人不仅感受而已，还大有喜悦之感。爱美之情，是谓趣味。还有些人爱之不已，觉得单是心目犹有,有不足。进而创造新的形式，把美纳入其中。美之创造是为艺术。The production of a work of art throws a light upon the mystery of humanity. A work of art is an abstract or epitome of the world. It is the result or expression of nature in miniature. For although the works of nature are innumerable and all different. The result or the expression of the mall is similar and single. 美术品的创造时可解释人类之一谜。美术品是宇宙的精华，也是世界的缩影。它是自然界所产，也是自然界具体而微的表现。自然万物虽然品类众多、参差不一，但是根据它们而产生的艺术，或者它们在艺术上面的表现。却是单纯其一。Nature is a sea of forms radically alike and even unique. A leaf, a sunbeam, a landscape, the ocean, make an analogous impression on the mind. What is common to them all, that perfectness and harmony, is beauty. The standard of beauty is the entire circuit of natural forms, the totality of nature. Which the Italians expressed by defining beauty il più nell'uno. 自然界形形色色，根本上却别无二致，实际上可以说只是一种形式。一片树叶，一道阳光，山水海洋，虽景物不同，然而它们在我们心灵上并没有产生不同的印象。它们的共同之处是完整，是和谐，也就是美。美的标准是自然的全体，也是自然界各种形式的总会。意大利人替美所下的一个定义最富哲理，他们说美就是一中见多。Nothing is quite beautiful alone, nothing but is beautiful in the whole. A single object is only so far beautiful as it suggests this universal grace. The poet, the painter. The sculptor, the musician, the architect, seek each to concentrate this radiance of the world on one point, 
and each in his several work to satisfy the love of beauty which stimulates them to produce. Thus is art, nature passed through the alembic of man. Thus in art does nature work through the will of a man filled with the beauty of her first works. 单独而论，没有一样东西可以算是美；就全体观之，没有一样东西是不美的。一件物体如能称得上美，一定是小中见大，它可以反映宇宙全体的美。诗人、画家、雕刻家、音乐家、建筑师，其道各个不同，但是他们用不同的方式将宇宙的光彩集中于一点。他们的创造是受爱美之情的激发，他们的作品就是要满足心灵上的爱好。所以，艺术者是自然之美经过人心提炼后的产物。人心有感于万物之美，自然界乃借艺术家的灵魂做第二步的创造，视为艺术。The world thus exists to the soul to satisfy the desire of beauty. This element I call an ultimate end. No reason can be asked or given why the soul seeks beauty. Beauty, in its largest and profoundest sense, is one expression for the universe. God is the all-fair. Truth and goodness and beauty are but different faces of the same all. So, universe's 我将这称为终极的目的，因为无人能问，也无人能解释，灵魂为什么要追求美。从最广和最深的意义上来说，美是宇宙的一种表现。上帝是至美，真、善、美三者，只是一个本体在三个方面的表现而已。But beauty in nature is not ultimate. It is the herald of inward and eternal beauty, and is not alone a solid and satisfactory good. It must stand as a part, and not as yet the last or highest expression of the final cause of nature. 可是，自然界的美并非无上法门，它本身并不是充实圆满的善，它只是为内在的永恒的美做先导而已。我们可以把它看作是全体中的一个部分。宇宙另有其根本的原因，其表现的方式众多。自然界的美也不是它终极的或是最高的表现。Beauty, Ralph Waldo Emerson. There is still another aspect under which the beauty of the world may be viewed. Namely, as it becomes an object of the intellect, beside the relation of things to virtue, they have a relation to thought. The intellect searches out the absolute order of things as they stand in the mind of God and without the colors of affection. The intellectual and the active powers seem to succeed each other, and the exclusive activity of the one generates the exclusive activity of the other. There is something unfriendly in each to the other. But they are like the alternate periods of feeding and working in animals. Each prepares and will be followed by the other. Therefore, does beauty, which in relation to actions, as we have seen, comes unsought, and comes because it is unsought, remain for the apprehension and pursuit of the intellect 
and then again in its turn of the active power. Nothing divine dies. All good is eternally reproductive. The beauty of nature reforms itself in the mind, and not for barren contemplation, but for new creation. All men are in some degree impressed by the face of the world, some men even to delight. This love of beauty is taste. Others have the same love in such excess that not content with admiring, they seek to embody it in new forms. The creation of beauty is art. The production of a work of art throws a light upon the mystery of humanity. A work of art is an abstract or epitome of the world. It is the result or expression of nature in miniature. For although the works of nature are innumerable and all different, the result or the expression of them all is similar and single. Nature is a sea of forms radically alike and even unique. A leaf, a sunbeam, a landscape, the ocean make an analogous impression on the mind. What is common to them all, that perfectness and harmony, is beauty. The standard of beauty is the entire circuit of natural forms, the totality of nature, which the Italians expressed by defining beauty il più nell'uno. Nothing is quite beautiful alone, nothing but is beautiful in the whole. A single object is only so far beautiful as it suggests this universal grace. The poet, the painter, the sculptor, the musician, the architect, seek each to concentrate this radiance of the world on one point, and each in his several work to satisfy the love of beauty which stimulates them to produce. Thus is art, nature passed through the alembic of man. Thus in art does nature work through the will of a man filled with the beauty of her first works. The world thus exists to the soul to satisfy the desire of beauty. This element I call an ultimate end. No reason can be asked or given why the soul seeks beauty. Beauty in its largest and profoundest sense is one expression for the universe. God is the all-fair. Truth and goodness and beauty are but different faces of the same all. But beauty in nature is not ultimate. It is the herald of inward and eternal beauty, and is not alone a solid and satisfactory good. It must stand as a part, and not as yet the last or highest expression of the final cause of nature. Lunmei, Laerfuwaerdo,爱默生. 自然界之美还可以从另外一个角度来看，那就是可以用理智来研究自然界。万物同道德固然有关系，但是同思想也是结了不解缘的。万物在上帝的心灵中自有其固定的秩序，人可以抛弃了情感上的好恶，直接用理智来探讨。人的思考能力和活动能力似乎是互相交替的。纯然的思考产生纯然的活动，纯然的活动也产生纯然的思考。两者微有抵触之处，但是他们同动物的进食和工作两段时间互相交替一样，后者接续前者
，前者也为后者的准备。我们前面已经讨论过，美同行动的关系是不求而自生，唯其因为不求而自生，行动过后，美仍保留，作为理智方面思考和研究的对象。思考和研究过后，美仍旧可以激发行动。凡是神圣的东西，绝不死亡，善。一定是生生不息的。自然界的美在人心中转化为思想，但是思想不是突然的冥想，思想必有结果，思想是新的创造的准备。自然界的美，人类多少都是能感受的。有些人不仅感受而已，还大有喜悦之感。爱美之情，是谓趣味。还有些人爱之不已。觉得单是心目犹有不足，进而创造新的形式，把美纳入其中。美之创造是为艺术。美术品的创造实可解释人类之一谜。美术品是宇宙的精华，也是世界的缩影。它是自然界所产，也是自然界具体而微的表现。自然万物虽然品类众多，参差不一。但是根据他们而产生的艺术，或者他们在艺术上面的表现，却是单纯其一。自然界形形色色，根本上却别无二致，实际上可以说只是一种形式。一片树叶，一道阳光，山水海洋，虽景物不同，然而他们在我们心灵上并没有产生不同的印象。他们的共同之处。是完整，是和谐，也就是美。美的标准是自然的全体，也是自然界各种形式的总会。意大利人替美所下的一个定义最富哲理，他们说美就是一中见多，单独而论，没有一样东西可以算是美；就全体观之，没有一样东西是不美的。一件物体如能称得上美，一定是小中见大，它可以反映宇宙全体的美。诗人、画家、雕刻家、音乐家、建筑师，其道各个不同，但是他们用不同的方式将宇宙的光彩集中于一点。他们的创造是受爱美之情的激发，他们的作品就是要满足心灵上的爱好。所以，艺术者是自然之美经过人心提炼后的产物。人心有感于万物之美，自然界乃借艺术家的灵魂做第二步的创造，是为艺术。所以，宇宙的存在是要满足灵魂对爱美的欲望。我将这称为终极的目的，因为无人能问，也无人能解释，灵魂为什么要追求美。从最广和最深的意义上来说，美是宇宙的一种表现。上帝是至美，真善美三者，只是一个本体在三个方面的表现而已。可是，自然界的美并非无上法门，它本身并不是充实圆满的善，它只是为内在的永恒的美做先导而已。我们可以把它看作是全体中的一个部分，宇宙另有其根本的原因，其表现的方式众多。
，自然界的美也不是它终极的或是最高的表现。今天的节目就要结束了，感谢您的收听，我是沈听，我们明天见。